0: Welcome. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope your week is off to a good start. This is Bob Rowe. Welcome to the best old time radio uh, podcast for Monday, March the 22nd, 2021. Chester is over at his uh, console there looking bright and chipper. Good morning, Chester. Yes, sir. As uh, you probably know, we do this uh, show very early in the morning. Right now, it's five minutes until 5 a.m., but we release it at 4 p.m. Central Time, and so by the time most of you hear this, you will already have completed your tasks for a Monday, and you're looking for a little way to relax here. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Because what we would like you to do now is to take a seat over there or stretch out on that lounge chair or perhaps that recliner, maybe even uh, stretch out on the couch and uh, get your feet up, get a little snack, a little something to eat perhaps, just let the cares of the day drift away. Because we have for your listening entertainment tonight, tonight, today, an episode of Duffy's Tavern. Duffy's Tavern uh, was first heard in 1940, and it became a very popular show. Not only the critics like it, but also working-class people liked it. They really related to it. It was based on the idea that there was a a tavern at uh, 3rd Avenue and 23rd Street in New York City. That's the tavern where the elite meet to eat, and Archie the manager... Uh, was always picking up the phone. Uh, Archie was played by Ed Gardner, and he was the manager of of Duffy's Tavern, but Duffy was the owner, but you never saw Duffy. You only uh, heard Archie talking to him on the phone. Ed Gardner was originally born and raised in New York, and so he talked like a New Yorker. The show is a little bit Runyon-esque in the way that the language is treated in, in sort of an offbeat way. Uh, Regulars on the show included Duffy's daughter, Miss Duffy, who was at first played by Shirley Booth and then later by a a host of uh, other young actresses. There was the Barstool Jockey, played by Charlie Cantor, and also featured were Eddie the Waiter, who was played by Eddie Green, and Clancy the Cop, who was played by Alan Reed. There was regular drop-in appearances made by some of the great stage and screen actors. The show was produced in New York City, but people like, well, what we're going to hear tonight, Boris Karloff. People like uh, Lucille Ball, Mickey Rooney, Vincent Price. Uh, There was just a lot of different celebrities that made guest appearances on the show. Uh, Writing on the show was excellent and many of the top Broadway and TV veterans like Abe Burroughs and uh, Larry Gelbart and Dick Martin uh, all wrote for the show at one time or another. But Ed Gardner always had the final say on the script. By the way, I don't know if I mention it, but uh, Ed Gardner was married to Shirley Booth. Interestingly, the show was done in New York City, as we said, but that only lasted until 1949. And then Ed Gardner, because of uh, tax reasons, decided to move to Puerto Rico, and he moved the whole show and the whole cast there to Puerto Rico. And so from 1949 through 1952, the uh, show was produced, in fact, in Puerto Rico, and yet uh, most people never even knew that as they listened to this show. Okay, let's give a listen then. We're going to turn back our clock to 1952. This show originally aired on October the 5th of that year. The name of the show is Duffy Wants to Sell the Tavern and the guest star is Boris Karloff. Oh. Oh. Oh.
1: Hello, Duffy's Tavern, where do you eat, me to eat? Archie the manager speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. How's business? No. Huh? That confirms what? You're going to sell a tavern. But, Duffy, you can't. This place is an institution. Yeah, a landmark. For years, people have said, meet me in front of Duffy's Tavern and uh, we'll go someplace for dinner. <laughs> huh? It's too late. The real estate guy is already on his way down. But Duffy, Duffy, if you sell the place, where can I go? I can... Oh, yeah? (laughs) I I wonder how we could discourage this real estate guy from buying it when he gets here. Uh, Why don't you take him
2: and show him the kitchen?
1: Fats, a lot of fine people have vet the food in that kitchen. Deems, Taylor... Lawrence Melchior. Bella Lugosi. (laughs) Boris Karloff. (laughs)
3: Hey,
1: wait a minute. Boris Karloff, that gives me an idea. Boris is a friend of mine. Maybe I could get him to come down here and make this real estate guy think the place is haunted. Give me that phone till I call Karloff. Hello? Hello, Boris? This is Archie. Archie from Duffy's Tavern, uh, remember? uh, Look, Boris, I want you to come down to the tavern right away. You're too busy. But, Boris, I have a very grave problem. You'll be right down, huh? Okay, thanks, kid. Ah, gee, it's nice of Boris to do this for me. I guess the guy really loves me, huh? Uh, hello, what? Oh, hi, Finnegan. Uh, Finnegan, did you ever see Boris Karloff in pictures?
2: Oh, yeah, I like him. He's very good.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I, uh, I saw him in a picture the other night, a double feature, and his picture was much better than the other one. Was huh? Uh,
1: what was the name of the other one?
2: Uh, the other one was called the. Uh, Oh, the uh, a uh, pate something. R- <laughs> oh, uh, tell me, how did you like it? Well, it was hard to follow the plot.
3: <laughs> the
2: plot? Yeah, yeah. It started with a rooster crowing, <laughs> and then all of a sudden our hero comes out, and then the first thing he does is win the Irish sweepstakes. <laughs> Then in the next scene, he's up in San Francisco signing a peace treaty. This is the hero? Yeah, yeah, but you wouldn't know him. He's dressed up in a silk hat disguised as a Jap.
1: That's nice. How did he like San Francisco? Uh,
2: Not much, George. How do you know? Well, in the next scene, him and his girlfriend is riding the surfboards in Florida.
1: (laughs) Was he
2: any good at this surfboard riding? Oh, he sure was, Josh. And President Truman must have thought so, too, because in the next scene, the president gives the guy a medal. This is still the same hero. Oh, right? yeah, it's the same hero, only now he's in an army uniform. This is where the plot got confused. And what respect. Well, in the next scene, the hero's girlfriend also gets a medal. For what? For winning a beauty contest in Atlantic City. <laughs>
3: well,
2: was the hero in Atlantic City with it? Oh no, no. He was busy sitting on the roof. What roof? The roof of a house floating down the Mississippi River. <laughs>
1: Are you sure that you've seen this in the movies? Uh, Yeah, why, what? Sounds like one of them plots they write for television.
2: (laughs) Oh, I never watch television. You don't? Nah, you never see nothing but newsreels.
1: (laughs) Here comes Boris Karloff now. You are expecting maybe the Bride of Finkelstein? Hey, boss, you know, I was surprised when I heard you was in town. Uh, when did you get in? Just yesterday. My old friend Bela Lugosi flew me in. Oh. <laughs> Bela Lugosi, huh? I didn't know Lugosi had a plane. He hasn't. <laughs> Oh. Well, uh, anyway, uh, by the nonce, Boris. Yes? Yeah, uh, There's something that puzzles me. You know, how come a guy with a name like Boris speaks English like you do? There's something that puzzles me. How come a guy with a name like Archie speaks English like you do? <laughs> well, you ask a ghoulish question, you get a ghoulish answer. <laughs> Anyway, how's things, uh, Boris? How does it feel to be in a business where you do nothing but knock people off? That's a fantastic question from the manager of Duffy's Tavern. (laughs) Guess this is no guy to argue with. Better be friendly. Boris, uh, would you care for a drink? Why, thank you. Uh, What'll you have? Do you serve zombies? (laughs) We serve anybody, sure. (laughs) Anything you want, Boris. Uh, name your poison. Now, please, don't let's talk shop. Okay, as I was saying, it's a great racket you're in. You know, I'd like to play in one of them horror pictures myself sometime. Seems to me you made a picture called The Man With My Face. Well, that just happened to turn out to be a horror picture. LAUGHTER Tell me, uh, do you find it easy, them parts that you play? No, I find it very exhausting. Yeah. All that make-up, those heavy costumes. Why, in one picture, they had me weighed down with 40 pounds of lead. How would you like to walk around carrying 40 pounds of lead? He's been rehearsing the part for years. Why, <laughs> <laughs> that's... Drink up, Boris. Uh, here's good luck, <clears throat> muddin' your eye. There is. Oh my! I must stop sleeping in cemeteries. <laughs> <laughs> Ruins my looks.
4: <laughs> Say, Archie.
1: Yeah, uh, yes.
4: Well, <laughs> ain't you gonna introduce me?
1: Oh, sure. Uh, Boris, uh, you don't have a flair for the hideous. <laughs> uh, this is Miss Duffy. Uh, Miss Duffy, this is Frankenstein.
4: Likewise, I'm sure.
1: You ain't kidding.
4: (laughs) So you're Boris Karloff.
1: Yes, and you're Miss Duffy.
4: Yes. Gee, you you give give me me the the shivers. Uh, have you ever played a romantic part in a picture? of
1: course I have. Once I played the part of a lover, Miss Duffy. Didn't you see me in that scene in the haunted house with the head of that beautiful girl nestling in my lap in the attic?
4: Yes. Why was the rest of her nestling in the basement? <laughs>
1: Because Boris likes to concentrate on one thing at a time. (laughs) Uh,
4: Mr. Karloff, I have a rather delicate question to ask you, and uh, (laughs) I don't quite know how to put it.
1: Well, perhaps you can give me a hint.
4: Yes, will you marry me? (laughs)
1: Oh, Miss Duffy, you'll be taking an awful chance. Have you ever seen me with my makeup on? Have you ever seen her with her makeup off? <laughs> now, Miss Duffy, please, your broomstick it went that away. <coughs> See you later. <coughs> Terrible, huh, Boris? <laughs> well, Archie. What was the favor you wanted to ask of me? Oh, well, you see, there's a real estate guy coming down here to take over this joint, and we need something to scare him away. Have you tried the free lunch? (laughs) No. No, we need something uh, even obnoxiouser than that, Boris. We need you. (laughs) I want you to make him believe, you see, that the joint is haunted. You know, blood-curdling screams... Crunching of bones, clanking of chains, groans from the grave, fiendish tales of torture. I know, I know. Just like the children's programs on television. <laughs> That's right. What do you say? Will you do it? Sure, why not? boy, Boris, you got the right spirit. What's that? I say, you got the right spirit. Whose? Whose? <laughs> Look, Boris, will you or will you not haunt the place? Well, if I do, I'll have to have the proper setting. How do you mean? Well, I want the tavern practically in darkness, with just faint streaks of light filtering through grimy windows. I want the eerie whistle of the wind rushing through crevices in the moldy wall. Rats and mice scurrying from corner to corner and overhead, huge bats flapping their leathery wings as they swoop down past the cobwebs from rafter to rafter. That's what I'll need.
2: That's what you'll need?
1: Yes. (laughs) Take
2: a look around you. That's what you already
3: got. (laughs)
1: Fats, I'm just thinking, how could we get our doors to squeak, you know, like them creaking doors on the radio? Easy. Just oil them up a little. (laughs) We'll do that. We want to get this real estate guy scared to death.
4: Well, don't count too much on it. What do you mean? Anybody thinking of buying this place, don't scare easy.
1: (laughs) We shall see. Look, Boris. Yes? Are you sure you can do a good job scaring this real estate guy? Can I do a good job? Me, a man who was known to millions as an arch killer. Say, that gives me an idea. Come here, arch. Now just a second. Of course. Take it easy, according to Emily Post, one does not make a ghost of one's host. Mr Archie. Mr. Archie. Huh? A customer just came in. A customer came in? You see, strange things are happening already. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, Boris. That ain't no customer. Quick, hide in the back room. Uh, well, good evening, sir. Good evening. Do you mind if I examine the premises here? Oh, I take it that you are the late real estate man? I beg your pardon? Your name, sir? Oh, Crow is the name. Crow, huh? Yes, sir. S. Crow. S. Crow. Huh? <laughs> uh, tell me, Mr. Crow, what real estate firm do you represent? Here's my card. Let me see here. Closure, 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 and closure. Foreclosures? <laughs> we specialize in them. Uh But I have no time to waste. Now, let's begin with the appraisal. Now, first, how's the roof? The roof? Oh, it's perfect. If it didn't rain now and then, you'd never know it leaked. (laughs) And how's the cellar? The cellar? uh, The building inspector went down there just last week. And what was his report? I don't know. He ain't come up yet. (laughs) Anything else you want to know? What about termites? All you want. <laughs> Do you mind if I sweep away some of the sawdust and look at the floor? Mr. Crow? that sawdust is the floor. <laughs> and look, before you go trying to buy this building, don't forget I personally have been here for ten years and i got certain squatters' rights. So what? I intend to squat on them. <laughs> Don't forget, possession is nine points of the law. What's that got to do with it? You think nine is an easy point to make? (laughs) If you do, leave me quote your Clause B, Subdivision 1 of the Louisiana Purchase. I quote, Whenever an imaginary tavern becomes a realty, then the ownership of the mortgage reverts to the quit claim and or tenancy. Is that all? No. Unquote. Just a second, young man Are you trying to confuse me? No, Crow, I'm trying to give you a tip Lay off this place Lay off? Why? Why? Because it's haunted Every night at midnight, at the stroke of twelve A ghost comes out of that back room Wait, here he comes now But it is not midnight Daylight saving time confuses me. (laughs) Wait, look at him Coming through the plaster there Barmy Boris, the daffy demon of Duffy's. Oh. oh, Boris. Oh, Boris. Boris. This is Mr. Crow. Good evening, Mr. Crow. Here, let me take your hat and throat. What a fiend. Mortal Archie, where are your manners? We have a guest. Please remove your head. <laughs> Sorry, Boris. Uh, look, now, tell the gentleman how you became a ghost. Huh? Two hundred years ago, I was foully murdered in this very tavern, which was known in those days as Ye Old Duffy's Inn, of the sign of the Rook and the Schnook. <laughs> Just a second. He's two hundred years old? Why, certainly. The reason he's so healthy is he only eats vegetarians.
3: <laughs>
1: that is for dinner <clears throat> And what about breakfast? Post-ghosties <laughs> Now, do you think your client still wants to buy the place, Mr. Crow With a ghost living here 200 years? Why not? I think my client would like to have a steady tenant Hmm, this guy ain't scaring, Gorse you let me down Now please, put the heat on, will okay, you? Okay, okay Crow, I've been living down in the cellar with my friends, the spiders, the tarantulas, and the scorpions. You didn't happen to run into a building, Inspector, did you? (laughs) Don't be such a wise guy, Crow. Boris? I think you're spending too much time in that cellar. It's beginning to make you look pale. Exactly what the doctors tell me. The doctors? Yes, I have a doctor come in daily to give me a special diet. To build a rich, red blood. A different doctor each day, of
3: course. <laughs>
1: Did you hear that, Crow? Oh, I wasn't listening. I was making some notes. Look, Boris, look at the guy. You ain't even goose pimpling him. Mr. Crow, if your client should become the next owner of this building, I will be forced to have his blood. I'll squeeze it out of him drop by drop. Don't that frighten you, Crow, all his blood squeezing? Don't be silly. I've worked with landlords for years. <laughs> <laughs> Boris, I'll give you one more chance. Either you scare the guy or you go back to Milton Berle. Oh, no. No, Archie, not that. I'll do anything you say. Okay, okay. Crow, your hour has come. Boris, get that look out of your eye. I want to hear the crunch of bones, the crack of skulls. Boris! The ghastly flowing of blood. Look! It walks. It's not
2: human. And yet... It's in human form. Stop! Let me out of here, Arab boy Boris. That did it. I know I could count on you.
1: Wait a minute.
2: Look, it walks. It's not human, and and yet it's in human form. Stop! Get me out of here. <laughs> hey, hey, what's going on here? Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: October 5th, 1951, that was Duffy's Tavern, and the name of that episode was Duffy Wants to Sell the Tavern. Ed Gardner had been around for some time in radio. He was a writer, a director, and a producer. And in 1941, he was working on a show entitled This Is New York. He was producing that show, and he developed a character for the show which uh, he played, and he that character became Archie on Duffy's Tavern. Duffy's Tavern ran for uh, many years, from 1941, I believe it was, to 1951 or so. And during that time, he just, they had a plethora of uh, guest stars. We mentioned a couple of them uh, before the show started, but just run over a list here. There was Fred Allen, there was Vincent Price, there was Mel Allen, Lucille Ball, Joan Bennett, Nigel Bruce, Billy Burke, Bing Crosby, Gracie Fields, Susan Hayward, Bob Hope, Lena Horne, Boris Karloff, Alan uh, Ladd, Rex Harrison, Veronica Lake, Peter Lorre, Tony Martin, Marie McDonald, Gene Tierney, Arthur Treacher, and Shelley Winters, to name a few. We have a number of episodes, uh, in our files, and we'll play them in the weeks ahead. Incorporated along with those uh, guest stars, as the show went on, uh, Archie started coming up with all kinds of get-rich schemes. Uh, Like he wanted to marry an heiress. He wanted to uh, write an opera, I think it was. I forget right now. But he was uh, always coming up with a way to uh, either scam the system or to make some money. So he was sort of, like we said earlier, sort of a Runyon-esque character. You liked him, he was great, but I don't know if you'd want to lend him any money. (laughs) I don't think you'd get it back. Anyway, that was Duffy's Tavern, and we will play additional episodes of that in the weeks ahead. things in the head for monday march 22nd 2021 hope you enjoyed our selection we'll be back tomorrow with an old-time radio drama on wednesday with a mystery and on thursday with a western Uh, i hope you enjoyed the grab bag show it's getting a lot of listens (laughs) i i was surprised by that i really was so i'll tell you what those are easy to put together for me other than I, i Spent a little time cleaning up the shows, but I've got quite a backlog of shows that I have cleaned up. So uh, I will try to uh, put one of those together again this week. How about that? And uh, sometime around the weekend, uh, look for that. And I hope you uh, enjoy them. You know, in 1951, if you were listening to Duffy's Tavern, there's a good chance you might have turned the station over to listen to some music, maybe some country music. And if you did, you might have heard uh, Pee Wee King and his Golden West Cowboys singing this song that we're going out with tonight. This is Bob Rowe. I'm so glad you stopped by. And I am so glad you met me.  ¶
5: Keep me waiting till it's getting aggravating, you're a slow po. I wait and worry, but you never seem to hurry, you're a slow po. Time means nothing to you, I wait and then, late again, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, quarter to ten. Why should I linger every time you snap your finger, little slowpoke? Why can't you hasten when you see that time's a and You're a slowpoke, dear. Why should I keep trying to change you? It's not the thing to do. I guess I'll have to learn to be a slowpoke, too. Keep me waitin' till it's getting aggravating. You're a slow pole. I wait and worry, but you never seem to hurry. You're a slow pole. I mean nothing to you. I wait and then, late again, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, quarter to ten. Why should I linger every time you snap your finger, little slowpoke? Why can't you hasten when you see that time's a-wasting? You're a slowpoke, dear. Why should I keep trying to change you? It's not the thing to do. I guess I'll have to learn to be a slowpoke, too.